which is in our parsha, we find that it's described as a preparation for Matan Torah. The counting down of the Omer was to express our desire and something that we were truly looking forward to. We're looking forward to the Matan Torah. That's why the Eden counted down 50 days. That's why we do it today. Like... Uh, like a slave that's looking forward to the day that he's going to be given freedom, says the Chinuch, in the same way we count Sirius Aimer for the day that we will be given the Torah. So in other words, it, it seems that Sirius Aimer is the preparation for Shavuos, and that's uh, one explanation of why we don't make a Shechiyonu on the Sirius Aimer. It's because it's a preparation from Shavuos. But on the other hand, we see that Sirius Aimer has its own fully uh, developed mitzvah every single day we make a bracha on the counting of that day and that is done by each individual yid and so on even though on the other hand it's seen as a preparation for Shavuos and it's through the counting of the Omer that we establish the day of Shavuos because it's on the 50th day from the counting of the Omer as we know it has no it's not related to a specific day of the month because it doesn't go by when the Bezdin sets the new month it goes by the 50th day from the second day of Pesach through this we can understand why it is that the Alter Rebbe in his Siddur, the Siddur called Tzfilus Mekoloshon, it's the Siddur of which we know, the one that's full of Chassidus, that has my marim on all the subjects of davening. Why in that Siddur the Alter Rebbe concludes the Siddur with the mitzvah of Sfiris Aimer? Although the Arizal, and we know that the Alter Rebbe's Siddur is Alpinusach Arizal, and it follows the Arizal's Nusach, it's distinct in this way from the Siddur of the Arizal. The Siddur of the Arizal does not conclude with Sfiris Aimer. It concludes with a description a, of the Kavonis that one should have, the meditations that one should have during the Yom Tevim of Rosh Hashanah, Kippur, Simchas Teir, Shminatzer, Simchas That's the conclusion. The Al concludes with Sfiris Aimer. And although there is an un- we can understand why there is a difference in the Alter Rebbe Siddur and the Arizal Siddur, because the, uh, the Arizal Siddur is written for, the, for unique individuals that are able to meditate and understand all these esoteric meditations, whereas the Alter Rebbe Siddur is known as Shavu Lechal Nefesh. It's a, mitz- a Siddur which is equal to all. Everyone should be able to daven in the Alter Rebbe Siddur. That's what it was designed for. So therefore it doesn't have all these meditations in the Siddur itself. And that's why at the end, or rather, rather the order of the Al Rebbe Siddur is more, it lends itself to a simple explanation. Whatever is regular, the daily davening comes at the beginning. Whatever is less often, like Shabbos Yom Tov comes after, there's things which are said only once a year, like specific Yom Tovim, come in the order, the chronological order of the year, which concludes with Tzvira Sa'imen. So you could explain it that way. But since we know that the Alter Rebbe designed his Siddur not just according to these simple explanations, but also according to the meditations of the Arizal, not just, not in a way that they were, he wrote them down for you, but he did organize it according to the meaning of davening, not just when do you say it, so there must be something more behind why the Alter Rebbe concludes with Svir Saimen. So it's reasonable to say that the reason that the Alter Rebbe concludes with Svir Saimen because, is because Svir Saimen somehow captures the meaning of davening. In Svir Saimen you see expressed 
what davening is all about. And that's why it's at the very end of the Siddur, that's how it concludes, that's where you reach the ultimate of davening. And this um, commonality between davening, the mitzvah of davening and the mitzvah of the is not just in how do you define the mitzvah, but also how it affects the person. It's both in the gavra, and in the gavra, and how the mitzvah is understood, and how it pertains to the person doing the mitzvah. The Raman describes the mitzvah of davening as there's a mitzvah to daven every day because that's, the, that's how a person serves Hashem. And what is the serving that a, a yid should do? To serve him with all your heart. That means the Aveda of tefillah. That's the service of the heart. And what does it mean, the service of the heart? So the Ramam says also, it's a mitzvah that a person should uh, entreat Hashem and pray to Hashem and ask for his needs and petition and supplication. And he des- describes all kinds of things which happen in the heart the feelings that come along with davening. So what he means to say is, there are two different types of mitzvahs. There are mitzvahs which are accomplished through doing an act. You eat in the sukkah, so you've eaten in the sukkah. Now even though it's true that the the eating in the sukkah, also you have to understand why you're eating in the sukkah, otherwise you can't fulfill the mitzvah, but the understanding why you're eating in the mitzvah is not part of the act of the mitzvah. It's just that you need to know why you're doing this mitzvah. But the act of the mitzvah is the eating in the sukkah. There are other mitzvahs which take an act of saying something. You have to say something like reading the Megillah and so on. That's the mitzvah of the act of the mitzvah. Then there is the mitzvah of, there are mitzvahs which come from the heart. You have to believe in Hashem. You have to love Hashem. You have to revere Hashem. There's nothing to do. You have to, it describes a feeling that you have in your heart. Those are two separate mitzvahs, or types of mitzvahs. Davening has another, uh, is different in a certain, certain way. Davening has to be verbalized. You have to say the words of davening in order to fulfill the mitzvah of davening. But if you just simply say the words without any feeling for the words, you're not, then you're not doing what the Rambam said to supplicate to pray, to entreat, to petition, those things are not happening. You're just saying words. Words don't convey supplication and feeling of the heart. So the Ramam is saying that in order to fulfill, for something to be defined as davening, it has to come with feeling. So in other words, it, need, it takes an act, which is saying the words, but that act is devoid of being called a mitzvah if it doesn't come with the feeling of what the Ramam describes. And that's why the Ramam says that you have to, in order to prepare for davening, you have to clear your mind of all other foreign thoughts. Because if you're thinking something else, you can't be feeling davening. So you can't fulfill the mitzvah, you can't define it as having davened if you didn't have any feeling for what you said, if you didn't have feelings in your heart for petitioning Hashem for your needs. The same is also true of Sfiris Oimer. The Alter Rebbe says that in order to count the Oimer, you can do it in any language that you understand. But if you don't understand the words that you're saying, today is the 14th day of the, of the Oimer, then even if you said it in Hebrew, you haven't done counting. Saying words which you don't know that it is counting a certain number is not counting Sfiris. Not that you haven't fulfilled your mitzvah. You haven't done the mitzvah. You haven't done anything. That's not called counting. 
similar to what we said by davening. If you say the words but you don't understand what you, you don't have the feeling that comes with it, you haven't done the mitzvah. In that way, davening and sfira share that same feature. The 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 the, sim, the similarity between davening and and sphere also carries over into how it affects the person. We just described how it affects the performance of the mitzvah, how to perform the mitzvah, but it also affects the person in a similar way. When a yid prepares for davening and then stands before Hashem and envisions himself, himself standing before the master of the world and he's like a servant before his master, so that elevates him to a person that is davening, to a davener. It puts him on a new pedestal, it puts him up a level the same with Svira, what do we say in the prayer after Svira, that when we, we say the Svira Sohemer it's in order to cleanse us of our klipa to cleanse us of all our impurities that's what Svira Sohemer does too, it elevates the person that's the purpose of Svira there's another distinction that makes davening and sirasayimus different from all the other mitzvahs. In all other mitzvahs, when you do a mitzvah, you've done the act of the mitzvah, and the mitzvah is over. That's where it ends. By davening, what's the purpose of davening? You daven in order for Hashem to fulfill your needs. So there is, you're looking for a purpose. A purpose is the desired effect of the mitzvah. But the mitzvah is not dependent on whether Hashem will in fact fulfill your needs just by supplicating Hashem that's the mitzvah of tefillah whether he will fulfill your needs or not is unrelated to this the mitzvah has been done anyway but it has another purpose in a similar way we said before that the purpose of Svirus is in order to prepare for Shavuos in order to get to Shavuos it shows our desire and our love for Matan Torah prepares us for Shavuos but whether it, that is realized or not it is unrelated to the actual mitzvah of counting each day that you count is a separate mitzvah you've accomplished that mitzvah the mitzvah of Svirus for that day unrelated to whether it's preparing you for Shavuos even though I'm sure it is but it's unrelated to getting to Shavuos that you did this mitzvah today similar to what he said about Shavuos so based on all this we can now explain the difference between the way the Arizal Siddur doesn't conclude with with Shavuos and the Alter Rebbe Siddur does conclude with Shavuos to explain the what is the Arizal trying to accomplish with his Siddur? He tells you right at the outset of the Siddur. He says it's in order to bring about the Tikkun Ba'aliyah the fixing and the elevation of the worlds. It's about fixing the world, about elevating the world. Of course when you elevate the world, so then the world becomes better and therefore the sick people get healed. Everything that needs to get accomplished gets accomplished. That's why the um, Svirus Eimer, which is really about fixing people, which is a personal thing, elevating people, is not the ultimate purpose of the, uh, the Arizal Siddur, and that's why it's not at the end of the Siddur. Rather, the end is all those meditations of the three Yomim Tevim and Rosh Hashanim Kippur, Minat which are all things which are in order to elevate the world. These are things which elevate the world. That's why he uses that as the conclusion of the Siddur. Al Terebe, what is how does he start a siddur? 
he starts with a person should get up at midnight in order to become a servant of Hashem in other words, the Altarev is telling you the purpose of the davening of his siddur is that a person should reach a certain perfection personally. You have to become an Oyved Hashem. That's why he concludes with Svirus Aymer. Svirus Aymer is about fixing yourself, about elevating yourself, cleansing yourself from all klippa and so on. And that's why he uses that at conclusion. The conclusion means now you've reached the purpose of what the siddur was all about. So you might think that since this is, the Svirus Aymer is all about perfecting yourself, so how does that, that doesn't have the power to transform the world? It's about you. It's done by every individual. It doesn't have the power to transform the world. So we learn, we know that it's not so. Why? We see from Svirus Aymer that it has a certain. It brings to light the importance of personal avoda as well and the impact that it has on the world. Yom Tov, and especially Shabbos, is something which is set into motion by Hashem. Yom Tov is set into motion by the Bezdin, by the Klal, by the, uh, the general consensus of things, Klal Yisrael as opposed to an individual. Shabbos is set into motion because every day since creation, the seventh day comes and it has its holiness. Yom Tov, which the holiness is created by the Yidin through the Bezdin, by declaring the, the new moon and the new month, and that's what leads to Yom Tovim, but it's the Klal, an individual can't do that. An individual has the power to bring a greater holiness to Shabbos, by davening on Shabbos, by making Kiddush on Shabbos, and the same on Yom Tov as well. But Shavuos is completely dependent on the individual. It's not, the, it's not set into place by Rosh Chodesh Sivan, or even Rosh Chodesh Iyer, it's set into place by the counting of each individual sphere. So you might think that Shavuos has a certain weakness to it because it doesn't have the power of the Bezdin, certainly not of Hashem having set it into, in, into place on its own. So we say no. The, the second day of Shavuos is not from a Suffolk. The reason we keep a second day of Shavuos as distinct from the second day of uh, Pesach and the second day of Sukkot, over there it's a sake of the Yoyimah because we were, they were never sure, in some places they were never sure when exactly Rish of that month was set. So they weren't sure which day is Yom Tov, so they had to keep two days Yom Tov, and that's why we do it as well. Shavuos was never, never had that. They already knew when Pesach was. Everywhere they knew already. So they were counting 50 days and they knew exactly when Shavuos would be. Why do we have a second day Shavuos? Because the Chachamim said, let's not make a difference between any other Yom Tov and Shavuos. So the second day of Shavuos is not out of a suffix. It has a certainty to it. We know exactly why we're doing it. It doesn't have that uh, instability of, we don't know for sure. It has a stability of, yes, we know exactly why we're doing it. And there are certain, even halachic things, which are a result of that certainty. It makes a difference in halacha in certain ways. So we see that from the individual's avayda of Svirus Aimer, it leads to an even more powerful day of Shavuos, even than the Yom Tevim, which come as a result of the Bezdin. In a similar way, we also find by davening. Davening does not just accomplish that those things which are already in the cards, as they say, and it's already there in its source and we just have to bring it down into the world that's not what davening is about davening is yehi ratzen that we create a new will something that Hashem may not have yet 
designated should happen, we petition Hashem and we create a new will that this person should be healed or that this person should have Parnasa and so on. So we see that davening on the, on the part of the individual, even though it's there, as the Altarev says, to perfect, to elevate himself, has a more powerful impact on the way things are brought into the world. And other mitzvahs don't really change. Let's say you put on tefillin, it doesn't change the parchment that you are using to put on tefillin. Whereas davening could bring an actual healing to a person and an actual bracha and panasa and everything else that is needed. And so, when we learn about Svirus Aimer, both in the Nigla and the Halachas of it, and also in its inner meaning, and when we fulfill the mitzvah of Svirus Aimer in the best way that we can do it now, so then we will be Zaycha, that we should be able to be fulfill the mitzvah of Svirus Aimer, that it sh- in, in its fullest sense, that there will be a carbon Aimer brought in the Beis Amigdash, and then we will count down from there. And that should happen speed, speedily in our day, as we say in the prayer after that Hashem should return us to the service in the Beis Hamikdash, the way it was done, and then we will do Sfiras and it should be Bemheri Amena, Amenu, speedily in our days. Amen. Selah.